You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that's craving for stadium food. With me are Karami Kamil. Hello, guys. He ate all the pies, and also Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Who is definitely part of the prawn sandwich brigade, even though he has a gluten intolerance. <laughs> I am Faisal American. I had pizza thrown at my face by Sesk Fabregas. Now today we have a special guest with us. He is a Malaysian Everton fan. We're going to talk about Everton's history their rivalry with Liverpool, and how the hell he became a Toffees supporter. But before that, uh, we had some breaking news last night. Steven Gerrard, the Rangers manager, was appointed the new head coach of uh, Aston Villa. He replaces uh, the sacked Dean Smith. Guys, uh, what do you think of this appointment? Good? Bad? Meh? Uh, I, I think moving to the EPL is a no-brainer because of, of you know, the appeal and the prestige and the, the financial reward uh, of the Premier League just cannot compare to the SPL. So it, it's no surprise that, that Gerard made the move. Um, but, but also because he has made it very clear that his ultimate objective is to one day take over Liverpool. So this is sort of like the, the, the foot in the door, so to speak, getting into the Premier League and, and eventually, hopefully, one day he'll make it uh, to, to get the Anfield job. Uh, I think that the Villa job is... It's, it's a good place for, for Gerard to start off his EPL career. It's relatively stable. They are realistic about their ambitions. And um, ho- hopefully Gerard's reputation as well will help attract some, some, some good players to Villa Park where he can uh, strengthen the team and, and give a good goal. But, but I think you have to be realistic at the same time because... The task at hand is is quite daunting. Villa, what, 16th at the moment? There are two places and two points off the relegation zone. So um, it, there will be a steep learning curve for, for Gerard. Uh, I totally agree with Nick. It's a no-brainer. But knowing Gerard, although the task at hand is is quite difficult, it's it's daunting. But his attitude towards the game, his, his uh, don't-want-to-lose mentality, I think that would help Villa. And just to remind us that knowing Gerard, he won't be having the job at Liverpool in his mind during uh, while he's managing Villa unless Liverpool is one of their oppositions. But I'm pretty sure Gerard will go all out uh, will ha- will try to help Villa reach their target. I think I think they they were trying to reach top six this season after selling Grealish for one hundred million pounds. They did bring a couple of names, including Danny Ings. I'm skeptical whether Villa can still reach the top six, but under Gerrard, uh, like Nick said, he could attract uh, many. He could attract a big names to Villa, and I'm pretty sure the owner will back him up in the transfer window. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And I'm very excited to see Gerard lead Villa to to a better finish than last season. Yeah, I I also think that this is a, a more realistic step up from the Rangers' job because if you were to compare uh, 
Frank Lampard, for example, when when he came from Derby County and he went over to Chelsea, you kind of got the feeling that he was kind of pushed over in, in, into the deep end. He was a bit in over his head. He struggled mm-hmm. to cope with the, the pressure and the expectations moving from a small club suddenly to make that jump to a huge club like like Chelsea. Uh, but, but, but this one, mm-hmm. the Villa job, I think is... is it's a natural progression from Rangers. So I think that will kind of like ease Gerard in and it, it gives him some, some extra space to learn the ropes, to get more experience in the Premier League before he moves on to a, a bigger club potentially in the future. Yeah, uh, you raised a good point about Lampard because when he was at Derby, uh, okay, he took them to the championship playoffs but didn't get them promoted and uh, suddenly uh, he was uh, thrust right at the top. So yeah, in Gerard's case, this is more of a natural progression on his way to eventually uh, getting a top job. Speaking of which, uh, Gerard is a title-winning manager. He has uh, one Scottish Premier League title under his belt. Now, let's uh, look at his uh, stats at uh, Rangers, right? So, just over uh, three years, uh, he's managed 180 games. He won 118 of them. There were 38 draws and uh, 24 losses. That puts him in the in the uh, higher register of uh, winning Rangers managers, he has a win percentage of about 65.5%. Granted, this is the Scottish Premier League. Uh, you get the feeling that even Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would have similar stats, right? <laughs> well, doubtful. <laughs> Don't start, Faisal. Don't start. <laughs> But but you see now you, you mentioned that okay you, you the implication there is that the Scottish league is is a lot easier than than the EPL but also bear in mind that uh, there are some people who are saying that it's well and good that Gerard won the Scottish league title but this is a league where if you're good you're supposed to quote unquote sapu everything inside which they failed to do they only won one trophy in in, in his what three and a half years there so some people are using that as as sort of like an excuse and 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 saying that you know what Gerard may be good but he's not that good I am not a Liverpool fan guys but. I would like to differ from that opinion. In any league, if you go unbeaten in a season, that is not a small feat. That is so difficult to do. So, give credits to Gerard. And by the way, do you know how many goals they conceded in the SPL last season? 13. 13. 1 3 in 38 matches. So, I'm pretty sure Gerard knows what he's doing. I know that it's going to be difficult for him. I know he's not he's not going to shoot straight up to the top of the table, but like Nick said it's going to be a, a steep learning curve and I'm pretty sure pretty pretty sure and I'm I hope that Gerard can make Villa a better team. With that, we wish Gerard all the best. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest today. His name is Juan Adri. He's an old friend. We go way back. Hello, everyone. <laughs> He's a lifelong Everton fans. Yes, sir, they do exist. Don't worry. Everton are the OG football club of the Liverpool area. For those of you uh, who don't know, they were the first team to call Anfield uh, their home. They left because there was a dispute with the stadium owner about rent. So the owner went, yeah, we'll make our own club with Blackjack. Okay, he didn't say Blackjack, but but he did set up his own club, uh, which happened to be a Liverpool FC. Basically, Everton are the uh, older brother of Liverpool. So, uh, Assalamualaikum, Bang. Assalamualaikum, Salam. <laughs> Good, uh, hey. Very touched that you actually you actually put this um, back to broadcasting this so that uh, people actually, the younger ones know. Uh. 
Now, to start off with, uh, when did you start supporting Everton? And for goodness sakes, why? <laughs> it was um, in 1985, last time we used to have uh, Dunia Sukan. And that, um, that particular week, I it was the FA Cup final. And I was home because of uh, chicken pox. As I was recovering, um, then I saw that match was a replay of the match. There, there was Manchester United and against Everton. And I think uh, we won that one, 1-0. Oh, did we lose it? But anyway, they, they were wearing blue. And uh, basically, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to be supporting this uh, this club, which is wearing blue. So that's the official one. Although not, uh, the unofficial one, I fell off a bike when I was a kid. I got cut. Uh, my blood was blue. It came out blue. <laughs> <laughs> this just goes to show how much of a blue blood uh, you are eh? I know you've mm. been to Goodison Park a few times mm. Been there 19 times 19 wins 0 draw and 0 losses So 100% accord You need to have me over there <laughs> Now a lot have been said about the rivalry between uh, Everton and Liverpool Things can get heated nowadays, but that wasn't always the case um, historically. I mean, back in the day, um, the Merseyside Derby used to be called the Friendly Derby. I mean, not mm. it wasn't all hugs and kisses, right? But uh, not as violent as it can get nowadays. Yeah, I think uh, last year, I think the Bigfoot incident with uh, Van Dyke. So that mm. was on the page. I think um, the, no, no actual, uh, actual malice was actually meant. The you know between between the the rivalry amongst the fans, I think it's still uh, on at an okay level. I still I'm still able to go there. And I go there whenever I have work in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure I'll stop by the UK and watch a game. But that has been going on for the past um, before COVID. Every time I'm there, um, obviously in Liverpool, there's uh, there's some parts of the you know uh, the population basically mm-hmm. between uh, Liverpool, Everton, and maybe Tramia. So uh, whenever I walk in my uh, in the kit in the, kit, in the blue, blue tops um, yeah, yeah that, that's um, nothing going on. It's just basically a friendly banter. <laughs> They'll be saying some, some uh, friendly swear words yeah. <laughs> to entertain ourselves. Still on the rivalry on a scale of 1 to 10 how annoying do you find Liverpool fans? <laughs> Especially here. <laughs> well I don't find you annoying so that's okay. <laughs> Malaysians, I think, uh, well, dulu-dulu lah, eh? maybe 10, 15 years ago or 20 years ago. The Malaysian Liverpool fans, uh, to my eyes, I think they were you know, cocky a bit because um, <laughs> of, their, of their success. I mean, uh, understandable. But yeah. I think I, uh, I wouldn't be as cocky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as an Everton fan, how annoyed were you when uh, Liverpool won the league title under Klopp? Oh, okay. Macam ni, with Klopp. Um, you all play good football. Eventually, you know, you play good football after Steven Gerrard left. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you started playing proper football. You don't jump uh, for, you don't die for penalties. Now you have Salah, but that's once once in a while. But across <laughs> the board, it's very fluid football. So I am a fan of the sport, fan of the game. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate this, uh, this kind of football. Not annoyed. I was annoyed in 2005 uh-huh. because when you won the, that Champions League in the semi-finals 
that goal against Chelsea did not the ball did not cross the line how on earth did you manage to get into the final pun dah jadi misteri and then in the final you were three three nil down and came back to win the thing so I think someone must have called someone I think I don't know mm. okay now I'm going to give you the names of a few players and uh, mm. you'll have to give me your honest unfiltered opinion about them alright okay boleh okay Neville Southall God Gary Lineker <sighs> Good, but um, too short lah. Their punya the stint was just for a season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Barcelona snatched him because he got the top scorer in the '86 World Cup. Tim Cahill. Wow, uh, passion. James Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Idrissa Gay. I was uh, lucky enough to watch him play uh, live two times, and I was uh, actually post-match video interview with Liverpool Echo. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned to them that he was all over the pitch. He he covered more ground than Vodafone. <laughs> <laughs> Now your current manager is uh, Rafa Benitez, who previously managed Liverpool. Uh, what was your reaction when you found out that he got the job? When Rafa got the job, to be to be honest, I wanted uh, that fellow uh, Antonio Conte. So mm-hmm. he's with um, Spurs now. That was yeah. my first choice. Failing that, I would I was hoping for maybe uh, Moines uh, to come back. Benitez or Rafa is nowhere near my top top five lah. Having said that, what do you think of him now? The first few games, uh, I think um, easy games, but I think um, easy. Put the easy. We had Burnley, we had um, Brighton. Strong, apa bukan strong sangat, but I think uh, competitive games managed mm-hmm. to do well, managed to do well, yeah. and then suddenly we had injuries. Most probably the contributors to the to the losses that we've had for a few games: Aston Villa, West Ham. I think the most embarrassing one was actually against uh, this uh, Watford. Probably we will be uh, showing some good results uh, coming lah. Also including the derby soon, second mm-hmm. December. Finally, before we go, right? I'm going to quiz yeah. you on Everton trivia. Tapi tak ada prize lah, no budget man. Gilfie Sigurdsson is from Iceland. The capital city of Iceland is Reykjavik. Uh-huh. Question number one: okay. Who is Everton's all-time top goalscorer? Exceeding. That's right, 383 goals. Question number two: What was Everton's original name? The Black Watch. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right. The Black Watch is the nickname. Oh, Saint Domingos. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You sure you're not googling it, eh? <laughs> no, lah, brother. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. Last question, eh? Which of these uh, is not a famous Everton fan? Judy uh, Dench, Tony Blair, Sylvester Stallone, and uh, Matt Damon. Okay. Um, Tony Blair. Correct. You won okay. nothing. Yay. <laughs> With that, we've come to the end of another Podball Sportscast. Thanks to everybody for listening in, all three of you. No, actually, we have more <laughs> listeners. La. Five. We have five. I am Faisal American. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas Jordan. And from my friend Wanadri, goodbye.